I just wanted to wish a belated happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. It's 30-year anniversary, uh, February 13th, 1993. Man, how do you feel about that? Blessed to have made it through 30 years. You're just to a lifetime. I'm putting up with me. <laughs> lifetime together. Oh, what? But you didn't say you, you didn't deny putting up with me. No, I'm not going to deny it. You're supposed to say, I'd put up with you for another 30 years. Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. What? (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be gone. So tonight everybody just sing along. Raising hell with a hippie's hand. Welcome to another episode of Chukuchisme on this Saturday night, drunk night. Uh, we're going to follow a little bit of the series we have going on, huh? but... It seems like that's a... Let's get the, the guest drunk as fuck, and then uh, we... Convince them to do yeah. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they don't um, know any better. I am Mario. I'm Lydia. And we are uh, Chukuchisme, transmitting live from El Paso, Texas. And today we have, uh, I guess, fortunate enough to... Uh, convinced our drunk son and girlfriend yep to record yep it worked um who are you so introduce yourself to us we have our son who has never wanted to do a podcast with us but is inebriated enough to get convinced hello you are um mario three um 27 from Texas. <laughs> Originally from Texas. Originally from, from Texas. Now Texas. I uh, live in the streets. <laughs> of the country? The U.S.? I'm a wind gypsy. Wind gypsy. Okay. And, and who, do you, who did you bring with, with uh, you today? Or this weekend? Or this week? So I brought the lovely Michaela Horick from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Or what? Pennsylvania. What? <laughs> Welcome, welcome, Michaela. Welcome, welcome to guys. Old Chico. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me, having us. Um, it's been super cool to see the way that you guys live and the way the culture is out in the Midwest and West, Western Southwest. hemisphere. Yeah. Southwest. Texas. I was say, this is not like Midwest. This is kind of like a... Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Just Texas. But it's a different Texas. It's not like the rest of Texas. It's... Just the tip. Just the tip. No shit. <laughs> hey, you guys stay. You guys stay on the on the microphones before I get annoyed, and then uh, yeah. I don't want to release this episode. Though. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be good kids and be yeah. right on the mic. I'll try. Okay. Everybody, everybody got their drinks on. Yes, sir. All right. Um, what are you guys drinking? White seven dough. Nice uh, wine. I never I never picture my son drinking, drinking wine. wine. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so weird. It's an to acquired see taste. Yeah, it is. I told her I had good lessons growing up going to vineyards. So <laughs> what? It was only expected. It was only expected for me to be a wine connoisseur at some point. Before we go into wine, can you tell us about that intro song? That was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. 
That's a red dirt, red dirt country, right? Yeah. So um, I heard that song probably like a long time, like ten years ago. But when I was working in Texas last year, we would be partying in hotel rooms, and uh, the redneck guys I worked with would always play that song, and it. I don't know. It's stuck it's, with you. It, yeah, it's sat with me because I can go to raves with hippies and I can be out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of rednecks, cowboys doing cowboy shit. Getting well, your ass branded. Well, you are in you are in Texas, so we we get to do cowboy shit. So fuck the rest of the states, California, one of them. Hey, fuck that. Um, Michaela, you wanna you wanna tell us about growing up in? In Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then tell us your impression of you started right now. A little impression of your mm. of El Chico. I'd say moving from one coast to another is a lot of difference. Um, seeing cultures is like definitely the biggest thing. Um, seeing the way people live, the way that's normal to some people that isn't to most. Mm-hmm. You never get that just visiting. A place you have to actually move there and see the way that this is the way their culture is this is the way that they're brought up the way that they learn your culture of your own environment so you don't know what's right or wrong or what's good or bad until you actually live in it actually exposed to it not even just visit though it's, it's like you have to live and grow and buy gas there and buy your groceries and buy the right. little things that you don't think that's big or small Mm -hmm. and you get to see like a different part of how people react right what's been the biggest so right now you're you were living in phoenix right so what's the biggest difference between like the different culture of pittsburgh versus phoenix like what was the like tell me tell us some of the things that were just shocking or different or everything is spicy (laughs) <laughs> every single thing is spicy we have tahini we have chiles and different peppers and so many different things and mm. you get that in pittsburgh don't get me wrong it just you have to go to the right spots and places but in overall it's just like a natural you don't know what's yeah it's not different it's oh this is what you get every single time you come here right so the definitely the spices are different or the taste are different right the taste palette definitely yeah like um everything is just different like the the rice out here like just the little things mm-hmm. is more you get like a lot of like the same like chains back in pittsburgh but you don't mm-hmm. get like a lot of like soul food soul food mm. have you gotten used to the grease because we we lower grease everything has <laughs> grease uh, for it's the most part not healthy Taco, yeah, ta- tacos flautas tapatillas tamales uh, even the beans have a little bit of a of some love like we wake up we're like all right where are we going to get a good burger we're not like think we are thinking like greasy and like something but Tacos is like not our first one. Like it's more yeah. like like a, give me the greasiest burger you can from McDonald's and call it a day. Damn. Okay. <laughs> what's what's like the go to like hole in the wall in Pittsburgh? Like shout out to mm, shout out to in Pittsburgh. Nadine's Nadine's restaurant is like a little breakfast place in the middle of Southside that still keeps its way running. Yeah. And what are they, like a cafe or? 
it's like a cafe like you get anything you want so if you want pancakes if you want um mm. lunch food if it's just that that place that you always go to the diner that you just you know no no matter what you're gonna get it's gonna get good yeah but do you get green chilaki list? No, you don't. That's the one that you don't get anything <laughs> like that. So like, sticking eggs in the morning at, at home. Refried beans on your pancakes. <laughs> hey, hey, I that was a lot put, of new things. Hey, to I wasn't eat. gonna put that. That's not that's that, that's not a dish, all right? I just, I just do that. I that's was like, not you. Know, normal. Like, uh, <laughs> that's not a normal thing. Yeah, like that no, was his I hangover put, talking. I yeah, think. I didn't put uh, syrup and butter. In mm. the in the pancake, so there are chorizo pancakes. So. That sounds great. Yeah, but that's just <laughs> it's not. That's just plain safe for me, for the restroom. <laughs> hey, oh. yeah, talk in your mic. There you no, go. He had it on. Chingana. <laughs> All right. So um, we were talking earlier about elevation and and high gravity beer up in uh, Flagstaff. <laughs> Flagstaff's what, 7,000 7, feet? 7,000 yeah. feet in El Paso. What are we? 34? I have no idea. I mean, without it's going to Trans Mountain, it's 3,200. 30, well, we live right at the but, edge of Trans Yeah, we do. So. But going from 800 feet in New York and then in a week going to 7,000 feet was, yeah. it it was took, hard on your lungs. It took a long time to get used to. How long do you think it took you? Like it took me two months. Two months, but the second month was climbing and having to use my inhaler every day. And for the first time, and that I've started this job, I had yeah. to actually use my inhaler before, and I still do. But um, yeah. But you've been in uh, Flagstaff for what? Uh, October. Six months. Six uh, months. September. Then to September. Oh shit! September. Well, right after, uh, right after the football game. That's when you took off to Flagstaff. Beautiful city, by the way, and Sedona's even gorgeous. Yeah, Flagstaff's that's, pretty. It's, it's Flagstaff's cool. I wouldn't mind retiring there. So I in like being in New York with all the greenery and like the farms and the hills, like being around all that, like um, I guess living. It's life. Like being around all that life, just puts you in a different attitude. Like you're happier you're vibrant you feel alive you the air you're breathing is probably cleaner and then going to flagstaff it's a different kind of green it's just tall trees and mountains and clean air and it makes you feel clean inside sometimes how about you Michaela? you have greenery out there in uh, pittsburgh right you grew up around just green and Everything. first of all are you from pittsburgh or outside yes. of pittsburgh okay so it's like well pittsburgh is about 20 20 minutes outside so okay it's an easy drive to the city but you have like the suburbs suburbs area feel where mm -hmm. it's like you can still live in your hometown and like walk around walk your dog like Small and town. it's not like you're seeing buildings everywhere like, you can see like life and trees while okay. you're going through it it was cool to see the difference in plants and aromas like the smells of Pittsburgh versus the smells of Arizona. The rain. There's a lot of rain in Pittsburgh. There's very minuscule in Arizona, mm -hmm. but like when you do get it, it's like it's raining. It's not just rain. It's like it's pouring. We're here and we're here and we're not leaving. Yeah. 
But what about this? Well, in El Paso, when it rains, there's it's a certain aroma. There's a candle company in El Paso that's captured that scent, which is essentially wet Sage. dirt. <laughs> wet dirt, yeah. It's wet dirt. Yeah. Do you do you have that scent in Phoenix or? Um, is there I don't a certain what, scent the, to the rain? There and in there's Denver. a rain scent in general, but like per state, there's not. There's just like I smell rain. I smell like the dew on the floor of the grass, and mm-hmm. I can smell it like vibrating in the mornings or like when it's raining. But it's not like per state's not different. It's just like I can. I told him this morning, I was like, I, I smell the cold. And like, mm-hmm. even though it's not that cold, I smell the cold and I like smelling the cold. Mm-hmm. I can't describe what that smell is, is you just feel that it's put a winter jacket on, but enjoy going outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the morning dew in New York, like going to work in the morning, and there's just like a haze everywhere. It just like smells so like clean and new and like, just grass it just smells like wet grass but like here in el paso i i haven't smelled anything like it it just smells like whatever shrubbery is around it smells like that and the dirt especially in the summer i smell it more in the summer yeah that's what i was asking because there is a unique smell when it rains here in el paso and that's why i was asking if it's if there's a certain scent in Pittsburgh, if there's, if there's a certain scent in Phoenix, because like I tell you, there's um, Cultura Candle is a candle company and they actually tried to capture that specific scent. And I, I used to think like, why did they do that? But now I see why, because it's not normal. It's not a normal thing you smell everywhere. I think it brings a lot of like serotonin, like rain smell. Mm-hmm. It makes you fall asleep. Like even like the sounds of hearing it like hit the ground makes you fall asleep. So mm-hmm. to capture it, to be able to put it in a candle is actually super hard. And yeah. someone actually right. did that. Yeah. It's gonna go far. Yeah. Well, it's like um the one I was telling you about the diesel smell candle. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that, that I'd buy that. The, uh, for the garage. I feel like or that's like, like a it's a certain too. like uh yeah. like certain men who are like I need that diesel smell. Yeah. I need it now. Yeah. But wife, it's like the leather candle. It. <laughs> it's like the leather candle like I smell it and I get two different visions. I get a vision of a fresh pair of brand new boots or I get a vision of like a brand new football. Like As long as you don't say a brand new pair of chaps, then I think we're good. <laughs> no, just like that was that was number 3. A brand new <laughs> a brand new football out of a box like just yeah. But you have that experience, so. Yeah. But, I mean, the boots, too, are like. Yeah. Just walking into Tony Lama, that's what it smells like. It smells like walking into Tony Lama. Yeah, walking into Tony Lama is 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 an experience experience just Did you take Michaela to Tony Lama? Mm -hmm. Not yet. Not yet. No, (laughs) you know why? Because he doesn't want to pay for a. I told her like because she has a pair of boots and I'm like they're not totally lava. They're not. They're not totally lava. I'm they're from the boot okay. cap, I'm from the cowboy boot capital of the world. We're gonna yeah. get you a pair of boots in El Paso. <laughs> now listen, when he hits the lottery, he'll get you some Lucases. But before that, you can do Tony Lama. No, I already get her Lucases. Like, ay, ay. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Half a rack on a pair of boots. Because we no, we passed we passed the Lucase in Denver, and no, I told Kevin I was like, 
dude, those are the best boots that you could ever buy. And he's like, oh, they're fancy. You know, whatever. I'm like, fancy. Half a rack mm-hmm. on those boots, man. It's like five, six hundred dollars for a good pair of blue cases. But if you if you really want to be styling you in know. El Paso, just get to Tony, Tony Lamas. Tony Lamas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's actually a Tony Lama outlet like down the street, like down the freeway from us. So you get them at a good price too. Okay. You're not gonna pay retail for them. No, there's. I want to say my first pair of boots that I ever bought. Um, I was going to bartender rodeo, and I was like, "You can't go to bartender rodeo in vans. It's just like something." Absolutely is- not. <laughs> so on the way like- to bartend that, I was like, "Go stop at." Uh, Bootborn. Bootborn. I did. Yeah, it was Bootborn. I have a a pair of boots from, well, I had. Sophia came and braided my closet and took them with her because she's like, well, I'm going to Ohio (laughs) and I need to show them what true Texas boots are. I need a pair of shit kicked. Yeah, but they were were from Bootborn. They're the most comfortable boots I've ever had. Mine are mine are pretty good. Um, I don't. I think I bought in such a rush. I didn't like sit and stare yeah. and like they're okay. Yeah, like straight up okay. Not great, not okay. bad. Just I asked her too. Like, do you struggle to put them on and take them off? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, you shouldn't. No, but um, for the most part, cowboy boots are a pain in the ass. Even when you no. know, shouldn't be. My my boots you bought me are. Like I said, no, I, I well, what a, is the proper way to clean them? I've heard so many different stories. Are you supposed to shower with them and then let them dry no, on your feet? No. Or like, what's the deal? No, they sell uh, boot soap. Yeah. Okay. And saddle, uh, saddle, saddle soap. soap. Saddle soap. And that's the best. It keeps your boots and mink forever oil. young. And mink oil waterproofs them. Yeah. Okay. They sell that at Tractor Supply. I, I, we had a set here and I don't know what happened to it. I think you used it up. Like, you had several pairs of boots. Your dad had several pairs of boots, and we ran out. Yeah, that's a really good job. Then we moved to suburbia, and all of a sudden, you guys were too good to wear yeah, boots. Yeah, we, we weren't in the sticks no more, so uh, <laughs> we didn't need, we didn't need uh, uh, saddle soap no more. Yeah. But it's weird. I go to, like, these small towns, and my friends are like, let's go to this country bar and go drinking. And I'm like, dude, I don't have boots. I just have vans. You have boots at home. <laughs> he, yeah, he you know, man. Michaela. I, said, I promise I have them. He was gonna get rid of them, and I just he put them in the go to savers bag, and I took them out and I put them back in his closet. I was like, at some point, he's gonna want to have his boots again. And that's and what I did. said too when I first bought them. I don't know what I'm wearing these for after this rodeo, but I just know at some point these might come in handy. You always need a pair of boots. They're trendy, man. Cowboy boots. You know, you wear cowboy boots all the time, and. Especially here in town, even they're the very summer. logical, like the way that they work too. Like they keep mm. everything out, they keep your feet warm, and they're yeah. a good shoe. Mm. And you can kick some ass. Oh yeah, you can get rid of some poop. <laughs> you can Shit kill stomp. cockroaches on Shit the corner. Stomping. Yeah, no cowboy boots. You gotta own a pair, especially yeah. here in, in in Texas and uh, in El Paso. You know, being the cowboy boot capital of the world. Yeah, mine aren't. Now in Tennessee, oh, they're making well, a tour of the United States. I mean, they're bilingual. They're, they're bi- yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're binational. By, by, uh, by Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, so perfect. Yeah, they're in the Midwest. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. That's the South, actually. Turn on your mic. Don't forget to turn on your mic. They're where? In the South. Tennessee's mm-hmm. the South. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's Anything like south the, no, it's the mid-south. Seriously, Tennessee is the south. I'm just 
helping our listeners understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a. Uh, some listeners from the Netherlands. So oh, we do. Out. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Cheers Netherlands. and Germany. Cheers. Germany. Cheers. Uh, I'm pretty sure the the listeners in Germany are in an air base or army base. Thank you for your service and uh, and if you you're not in an air base, thank you for well, listening. Thank you. Thank good you. morning. Good morning to you. And, good morning, uh, mates. <laughs> I hope the uh, the party <laughs> <German>. was good. <laughs> I know it's that German. My brother was stationed in Germany. He'd call me at like six in the morning, my time, which was it was like an eight-hour time difference or something like that. That's such an odd time. Yeah, eight hours. he would. Yeah, he was stationed in Frankfurt. No, he wasn't in Frankfurt. He was in mm. Wurzburg. Wurzburg. He was in Wurzburg, Germany. If you're listening, uh, to, uh, DM Miguel. Us. Yeah, Miguel. 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 <laughs> That's my brother. We call him Manny, but his first name's Miguel. My first name's Lydia, but everybody in the family calls me Vere. Vere. So we, we never get our names in our culture. I'm picking this name for you. <laughs> yeah, so I was named after my mom, but I was given a middle name. My mom doesn't have a middle name. I was given a middle name, so my family didn't even know my first name was like my mom's, that it was Lydia. Oh, wow. And then, so I start dating Mario here, big Mario. And he shows up to my family's house, and he's like, yeah, you know, I went out on a date with Lydia. And they're looking at him like, you pervert. You went out on a date with your mother-in-law? <laughs> uh, I'm the pervert. I'm the pervert. I was trying to be technical. It didn't work out well. Yeah, and he's like, no, this Lydia. And they're like, oh, oh, her name's Lydia? <laughs> So I had to explain to him that my middle, my, my name at home with my family was different from school, my school name. Do you have a nickname at home? Not really, just um, KK, Mick, Michaela. And now, in El said, Paso. And now, you said in not El Paso. really. She says yeah, not really. Not really and there's and like, 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 like not really. Just like they're just like little like spin-offs, like so certain people, certain things. Um, just a few. But the, now it's the new MK, which I'm so down about because Michael Kors, there's a lot of MK on th- yeah. stuff, and that's what I used to love to buy. That was Sophie and Jimmy. Like they were like, We don't wanna like butcher her name, so we're just gonna call her MK. And I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. But now even my friends call her MK. Yeah, she's MK see. now. Kim was like, see you later, like Mrs. Replacement. I was like, that what? sounds super what? harsh. As in just like, I'm not like replacing you as a friend. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought like, replace what? Yeah. How many <laughs> nicknames do you have, son? Um, just Mario, Mayo, Mayonnaise, that's it. Yeah. Roddy Baldy, but that guy's that that guy <laughs> he's no more. I was waiting for that one to pop up. Rowdy Baldy <laughs> caused a lot of havoc. He still causes havoc. He's a little more sophisticated now, he, but he drinks wine now. He's got money <laughs> now, <laughs> so he <laughs> he thinks it's party time when he, he goes, comes out. He goes to Costco now. <laughs> he's good. He plays he has golf. a membership yeah. at Costco. He, he gets shit faced right. at golf courses now. Yeah. <laughs> He's all about going to the Cowboys golf hey, course yeah. and. Well, that's that's an upgrade, man. Right. 
Except when you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> If Roddy Baldi can still make a, a show and he can still F shit up. So on Roddy Baldi's, one of his first times going out golfing solo, got pretty trashed in Kansas. Some shithole golf course out in the middle of nowhere. And um, the back half of the 18, probably like two holes left, reached down to grab his phone to change the music while crossing over this little bridge in a golf cart. Hit a bump, lost control a little bit, was buzzing. On what? On the golf cart? Yeah, on the golf cart. Oh, shit. Oh, God. It's DUI. Hit one right of the wheels. There. Hit one of the wheels on the bridge, like, arm things. Yeah. Destroyed the fucking... It was fucked. It was so bad. Dude. <laughs> so... Proceeded to drive straight to the clubhouse, drop the car off, get my bag, throw it in the truck, drive away. Acted like nothing happened, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Did you get a call later on? I had, I had some voicemails from the golf course and uh, email like, hey, man, uh, you fucked up this cart. I was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I was meaning to tell you about that. Um, <laughs> about the Cutting golf cart <laughs> anyway let me uh let, send me the bill let me know how much it's gonna be and uh how much was the bill it was like 500 bucks which i still haven't paid i just disappeared Wait, is it? shout out dodge city golf course oh what does oh. he what does he wait till uh he gets on a podcast to, to reveal to that reveal this. I, didn't give, like, i didn't give the right golf course name either so okay Just the city. Just no, not even the city. No. So, um, shout out Kansas Golf Course. <laughs> well, people are just gonna Google. At least there's one thing. I'm still Kansas. waiting on that invoice. Uh, oh, wink, wink. Haven't received it. <laughs> Didn't see it in my email. But yeah, that was. Um, I'm surprised you're not banned from other uh, golf courses. I'm banned from a Hooters. I'm banned from a Hooters in Abilene, Texas. Yeah, you you cause ruckus there. What happened there? Uh, we just we we they got annoyed of us, so we got banned. All Vestas Wintux got banned from. Remember, the Hooters. we we passed by there, and like the Hooters was right next to his hotel. No, but we Abilene. didn't. We didn't go to Abilene. We drove by Abilene when we went to. Oh no, I went with my cousin, with yeah. my aunt. You did. I, I drove we by there. Went to Wichita Falls. Uh, Yeah, no. When I went to when I drove to Dallas in August, September. September. Yeah. Shout out to Caitlin. She was the only bartender that liked us there, so. <laughs> she probably got good tips, right? She did. I'll say she I, don't know why, I don't know why. MK agrees with me. I don't know why they. She, I dealt with okay, all your was, bullshit for a certain reason. Thank uh, you. Yeah. She was the only she. pretty one. She was the only pretty one there, and she wasn't even from there, so like, she just didn't fit in. So. She understood you guys. Yeah, she understood us. She cut us off a few times, which is which was under good. management discretion, even though we were walking across the street. But whatever. Yeah, you can still get run over. Not only that, you could just like fall asleep at the bar and then who's going to take you home, right? There was actually um, one of the f girls from Hooters that started hanging out with one of the Vestas techs that was a crackhead. Um, oh, great. 
Oh. She OD'd. Don't mention any names because I don't want to have to put a disclaimer on this she podcast. O- no, she OD'd apparently. What? Um, oh, wow. So, like, she hit up that bestest tech and was like, hey, I'm looking for some stuff. And the guy was like, sorry, I don't have any. And I don't know anyone here that has any. So, okay, whatever. She, like, didn't hit him up. And he was trying to, like, get with her. Kept hitting her up. She wouldn't reply. They went to Hooters a couple days later. And, like, the girls told him, like, yeah, she actually passed away. She had no <gasps> D. Like, she got some fentanyl dude, stuff. Dude, wah, wah. Yeah. Debbie so, Downer, dude. <laughs> so we gave him shit. We're like, damn, dude, had you had some shit, she wouldn't have died, man. It's your fault. Oh, <laughs> don't put that on him. Oh, my God. You're horrible. <laughs> well, don't fuck around with All that shit. All his anxieties, like... No, and he was already, like, a spazzy dude. He was... Yeah, well, yeah, poor you're guy. doing that crap. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, like, doing... Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was <laughs> okay. And no, he worked he, for yeah. Westas, right? Yeah, he worked for an energy company. Yeah. We're going to have to bleep that one out. Mm, yeah, a complete radio silence. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Complete, have, what's your worst case that you've had, like, at any of of your employment places like oh um this is something that's super weird i don't it's a repeating story not really sure but um i have never made a drink and turned around and seen some bare titties before what? i work at a normal like yeah normal family bar what did she say just some fresh titties yeah. Did she say Boobies. titty? Oh. Boobies. Yeah. I, I was hearing a bunch <laughs> of other things. No, there. like fresh titties. Spanish, it's chichis. Chichis. Definitely <laughs> heard some uh, fresh ones. I remember I remember seeing these two girls walk in. They were super cute, super sweet. I talked to them. I refused to serve them because I was like, you guys are super fucked up. So yeah, you could you, already like, tell. I don't want you driving anywhere, doing anything stupid. So... I went and made a drink and I turned around and I've never seen a girl just flash the entire bar and just walk around with her shirt up and just walk through the crowds with a bunch of kids. <gasps> that was definitely something on my radar that I never thought I'd see. What yeah, not at a family restaurant. I've this? seen fights. Um, this is in Arizona wow, um, at yeah, one of my Arizona places. Jeez. Um, I've been in some weird situations. I've jumped over the bar a few times. I think the weirdest time I jumped over the bar was a random man was strangling my regulars and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) We had no security. It's midnight. And I'm like, all right, I can either do something or not. And I was like, I guess I got to do something because this is not good. So I remember jumping on the bar and like Sparta kicking him to the side into the jukebox. And then I, everyone got kicked out after that, and it was like a game over, done after yeah, that. Yeah, everybody gets kicked out after that, something like that. We didn't have like much security. We didn't have much uh, management. So like the head bartender of the night was like the management, the security, the everything. You yeah. just dealt with whatever came to you. I broke up fights in parking lots where. Everyone gets super confused when a little girl that's like five, 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 six walks in the middle, pushes them both aside, and is like, "Stop!" Because they're like, "Did you just?" Where get did in the that come of from? Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." And now everyone's confused. It's I know none of you guys are gonna hit me. Yeah. If you do, it's just shitty on you. Yeah. 
I think that's what stops it, though. They're confused status. They're like, what? It's the adrenaline rush of them yeah. thinking that, like, alcohol puts it into, like, another perspective to the, like, the next step. Right. What's so, the, what's the weirdest shit you ever seen at a bar? At a bar? Yeah. I don't think I've hung out at bars enough to see crazy shit. Yeah. Like, I just, I was telling MK earlier, like, I didn't really start drinking until I was, in my 40s. So you, after you I mean, I, I'm not grad. saying I never drank, right? But No, but like, I know what you mean. In high, high school, drink, drink. I had high school ditch day. And allegedly, I never drank orange juice for like 30 years after that because of <laughs> 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 screwdrivers. But besides that, like, it was very rare that I... No, but in the bar. You, but at a bar, like, we've just started going... I've just started going to bars, like... And we don't even sit at the bar other than a couple of times. We and we went man. for St. Patrick's and we met some cool people there. Yeah. Yeah, what What's the cool. strangest thing you've seen? I don't think I've ever been, and I've been to bars, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever like, oh shit, like the... Yeah, the well, you just described no way. And I it's super it. stupid and crazy, but... In uh, Abilene one time, we all went out, all the... Um, Man, all your all crazy stories are in Abilene, dude. Abilene was a good time. <laughs> but all my colleagues and I went out. I don't know why, but we all went out. Started at Hooters, why. of I'll course. Started at Hooters. This is prior to the Hooters girl dying. Um, <laughs> she served us. She served, yeah, she served us that night. Hooters. No, she served us that night, so that's how I know she wasn't dead yet. But um, Oh, my God. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck. Um, after that, we went to one of the country, the only country bar there in Abilene. In Abilene, there was only one country bar. One. Really? It was uh, Guitars and Cadillacs. Wow. Good Classic. Place. Original. Good place. Got banned from there also. <laughs> um, so the night I got banned, or all of us got banned. Uh, oh, it was Cole Potter's birthday, one of our Canadian friends. Don't, please don't mention names because then I have to do a disclaimer. Shout out Paul Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shout out Paul Cotter. Um, it was his birthday, so we're celebrating. He's a crazy Canadian, and um, hey, he. One of our friends is bald, so the whole night, Cole, Paul, Paul was smacking him on the head, playing the bongos on his head, <laughs> and kept. Uh, and yeah, he, Kevin. The, the other colleague was all right with it. And uh, so Paul decided to go <laughs> off on his own like he tends to do. And the bouncer, the head bouncer of Guitars and Cadillacs was also bald. Oh. So Paul walks up behind him and starts playing the bongos on his oh, head. Oh, no. Bad move. And all the bouncers are about to like jump him. And he's a scrawny little string bean. And they're about to kick his ass, and I had to jump in because I think I was the only big guy, not <laughs> not trashed guy there. And uh, talked him out of kicking his ass. We both got uh, banned for three weeks from going there. 
Just three weeks. Just three three weeks. weeks is a weird number. Why? Yeah, that's a three weeks. Like, like give me like odd. four or two. The, like that's such an bongo, odd number. Because no, bongo man, they were waiting for the next payday. And, oh, and it was in, okay. It was okay. in the fourth week. Right. Bongo right. Bongo man said three weeks. We said okay, man. Uh, <laughs> I forgot my tab was paying for the night, so it Oops. got left there. I didn't go and get the card back. I just Gratuity. canceled it and got a new one. <laughs> oh, is this every time you say like, oh, I lost my debit? card no no sometimes i really do this time i was like i'm not gonna go get it so um (laughs) appropriate for this this place so called an uber took coal home pole home it doesn't Uh, matter it doesn't matter uh, it was a mess getting him into his room. Oh. It was a mess in his room. Oh. He almost aspirated on himself. Oh. So you would have had the Hooters girl and, and Cole. Cole. Yeah. As a- so he he owes he owes me his life. So he takes care of me now. Good. Good. Um. But yeah, that was that was the funny that was the funniest thing I saw was just bongos someone playing bongos on a ball man's head that shouldn't have played bongos on you shouldn't do that that's funny but yeah we got banned and um hmm? dad did you ever see anything crazy and i think you just said you didn't but i just want to make sure um i mean nothing tops these two stories right no they're (laughs) to be young again he's got uh he's got less experience on the bar scene than than i do and yet Mm mm-hmm I don't think I've ever experienced anything yeah, like uh, that. Yeah. I, well, we got we got kicked out of a bar. Uh, I I got kicked out of a bar too. We we got kicked out of a bar uh, on um, on the east side up by uh, by work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smokies. Oh, I remember town. you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, we got kicked out. Uh, we had just gotten there a bunch of us, and you you remember David, no? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna say his last name. David. Yeah, David. Um, we got there, and the guy must have must have been a little too rowdy, and uh, he started raising hell as soon as we got there. I think we had one round, and um, the, the I guess the, the manager came out and was like, "You guys are, you guys need to need leave. To leave." And we're like. We haven't even finished the first round, and uh, I don't give a shit, man. You guys, you guys are too rowdy. Wow. And it was this guy, and he kicked us very out. Very sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive guy. <laughs> we ended up. It was a string of bars, like three bars, and next door to that bar was a uh, crowd daddies, and we ended up at a fish place. It's uh, called Crowd Daddies. Yeah. So, yeah. Crawfish. so we ended up. Uh, Eating crawfish tails and drinking beer there for a while. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's about as crazy as I've ever gone. I think the craziest was just recently for me. Like, I, I said I didn't have any stories, but it that just brought me memories of... Uh, when did I travel? In October? In Chicago? Oh, Chicago got some stories. Um, Chicago <laughs> has some stories. So we went up to the patio. Uh, this is a fufu hotel in the middle of Chicago, midtown, like super fancy, right? I think it was like 
$300 a night for a basic room. And we had a little gathering upstairs in the garden bar patio. And uh, we went out to dinner and then we came back from dinner and my coworkers and I, I was actually going to bed and my coworkers called me and they're like, you have to come up here, you have to come up here. Let's just have one drink. And I was like, okay. So I went up there and our senior, senior leader, I am definitely not naming names, him and another one of our directors had bought cigars and a bottle of whiskey or bourbon. And uh, we were told we could not smoke. Even though it was outdoors, we couldn't smoke up there. They couldn't smoke their cigars, and they didn't give a shit. They started smoking. <laughs> they started smoking them. I mean, it was like we were hidden away. Like, we weren't hurting anybody. Not we finding the, anyone, yeah. We, yeah, we were the only ones up there other than, like, two other patrons that were at the bar itself. And the ma- they, the the waiter came and asked us to stop smoking the cigars. It was only, like, three people smoking cigars. And they were like, okay, okay, we'll turn it off right now. And they didn't. So then the manager came and said, will you please follow us downstairs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that means no, can I get actually a sec- secondary option? Yeah. And so he asked us to escort him to please turn off the cigars and, es- and follow him downstairs, which was, you know, down the elevator. So we went from the top patio, garden patio to the floor. And he was like, this is it. Like, you can't smoke here. Like, you just can't. So our senior, senior guy literally walks across into the street and we're, they're in the streets, they're smoking their cigars out there. Like they didn't give a shit. And they're bourbon, like they had glasses with their bourbon. And one of the other senior persons and I and another coworker stayed inside the hotel at the bar area, like the lounge area. And we were just like having our drink there because we just still brought our drinks and and then I get this frantic call from one of my coworkers, and she's like, you need, you need, you need to, I need you, I need you. And I was like, budge, the cops are there. Like, they got stopped, something happened. So this VP and I go across the street, and they're just sitting there, like, drinking their bourbon and smoking their cigar. <laughs> they didn't give a shit. And I was like, what happened? And then they're like, we just needed you. Like, we just needed you here. I needed you here. And I was like, but nothing happened? No, nothing happened. I just wanted you here to have a drink. And I was like, you know, I was ready to go to sleep like an hour and a half ago. And you guys are really... You could have got in contact with me a bit <sighs> of a better way, too. Yeah. And so just to see, like, our senior leaders just, like, be so cool and chill about all that. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't care, like, that we got kicked out. So the next day we had cards against humanity and we had to name our teams and my team name that we came up with was didn't get kicked out of the patio garden but we did get kicked out of the patio garden. <laughs> so that was my that's the craziest we've ever had it's just for smoking just because they were smoking cigars like they got in trouble for it but that's the wildest i think it was more like seeing like your boss's boss's boss like get in trouble shit, yeah and not care he was like come on, man, I'll take the responsibility. Like, I don't care. Like, he really didn't care. He was like, I think he's a little toasted. I think that's the best about, like, bosses. They're like, okay, like, no, it's fine. I'll just figure it out later. Yeah. 
Good people working for good people. Yeah. You have a good a, system. He was a good guy. They're good people. I know. It's not as wild as people climbing over and beating the shit out of each other, or ba- banging on people's bald heads, but... I think my that's favorite cor- that's my corporate story, America, That's my corporate America wild there story. No, there was no monster trucks on that story. No, or, no, no. Sorry. Or midgets and If hookers, I bored you, you can delete this later. <laughs> you can delete no, no, this later. No, a good story. It's a good story. <coughs> man. Wild. Hey, you guys are wow. wild in Chicago, man. Yeah. That's as wild as it got in Chicago. So if you're wondering... <laughs> they have a really cool airport that's all i know like yeah. on the o'hare o'hare there you have two airports o'hare o'hare i have no idea that's i just said chicago airport. every time i go to it i'm like yeah that one the lights there's the oh yeah that's o'hare o'hare <laughs> so there's a there's a weird thing about o'hare that when you walk through a tunnel and you get off your plane everything's dark and your eyes are low mm-hmm. once you get to the main terminal everything's glass and super bright and there's a shitload of sunglass dealers up and down that main hall mm. it's because it's bright so they know you're gonna buy glasses more I and I, I have bought i fell trapped to that and i bought oh, a it's definitely a trap but it definitely works are you sure it was O'Hare? because i did not experience that at all like when i landed it was at an old area when i left it was like at a new area that was like desolate away from the main airport Unlike the airport track that like took you to somewhere, did you see like a, a row of lights across the ceiling? I did not. Like I, I must have I been like, at the right airport. Yeah. I think you were at the other airport, not O'Hare. No, that was O'Hare. Because really? when I when I was I, at I O'Hare, there, like I flew there twice. So when I went to New York both time, no, one time, it was like that. And I was like, and I as soon as I walked out, I was like, man, it's so bright, and I forgot sunglasses. Oh, there's an Oakley store. Wow. Oh, okay. good marketing there. Yeah. No, I, I think it also when I went, it was like overcast. So it wasn't. And when I left, it was overcast. It wasn't that bad. But it did take a long time to get from O'Hare to our to our hotel. It's supposed it's like El Paso. Like it should be a 20 minute drive. And it ended up being like an hour drive. So on the way back, I had to stop and have um Luminati's pizza before I came home. Deep dish Chicago pizza. You know, I was like, it was it was good, but I thought, I think I've had this at Pizza Hut. Ooh. Well, switching it up a little bit, we're gonna go. Uh, we got about fifteen, fifteen some minutes. You guys got here with. Uh, the shooting at the another yeah, shooting there in El Paso. Sad news. Uh, wish everybody hope they're safe and uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, their parents didn't spank them when they were little. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so what do you guys what do you guys think? Um, that was definitely wild. Um, coming from a different state to another state that has like a massive tragedy that was from also already having one years ago uh 2019 19 mm-hmm. yeah. so coming from that to that and like seeing it it still makes me think what goes on in your brain i just i the human brain just the way it's that perplexing. it works and like how did you come to the point of being able to shoot someone in a mall right yeah like in a mass crowd of people and 
cause such harsh to the society? Mm-hmm. I think as a, I think I, I know things have changed. Obviously, I'm turning 50, but as when I was 16, I, I don't think I ever thought about guns or violence. I know there was violence, or obviously. Carrying, or carrying a gun. But I never in my mind thought about carrying a gun. Like, things have changed so much nowadays that why would a 16-year-old, 17-year-old... Exactly. Like, how do you... Not even acquire... Because we know how you acquire Yeah, we know how you get them. The point... The minute that you are able to shoot a gun, you should be able to know the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs of having that gun. And and being the responsibility of it. And the end of it being, you can kill someone. Exactly. Right? That's the end of it. Like, this is not like a, you beat someone in a game. Like, this is not a game, it's a life. You are taking someone's son, cousin, uncle. Husband. Future husband. Like, was, you are ending kid? a generation. How old was the kid? 16? The, 16, the kid 17. that died? 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, uh, this happening literally next door to to the massacre at Walmart. At, uh, this, some bitch took 23, 23 22. lives. 22. Male says 22. Oh, it's 23. 23? Okay, we're back to 23. No, we're not back. <laughs> no, it was 23. 23. I remember that, but he was like, no, it's 22, Mom. No, it was 23. Um, and then... Um, <clears throat> this happening like literally next door to that it, it was just uh overwhelming to to see again you know the the, the see it on the news and the, the reporting and unfortunately i got to commute home when i saw the police activity that was that was pretty shitty to see well you scared again. us that evening when you got home you're like there was a shooting there was a shooting you're just driven by it when it just occurred yeah i uh, i guess being like growing up in mass shootings especially school shootings and being trained in school since i was like five since you were little yeah i'm just like immune to it as that's sad, sick huh? as it's as it sounds like every time there's a mass shooting i'm just like what do you want to do about it like you want nothing's changed you want prayers you want thoughts because that's that's all everybody gets yeah but the fact that they they had to go did you go through uh, mass shooting drills in, in school? We did. Um, so we had, uh, but, but the thing is, is they did the same drills over and over. over, over and over. So I'm pretty sure even like the same schools in Pittsburgh would be the same schools down in El Paso. Like you hide in closets or you hide under desks or you, you mm-hmm. board the door. Like that's not going to be enough though. It's the, how, t- how you're growing, how you're teaching people. Yeah. To grow and to not do that is what you're supposed to be focusing on, but not teaching people how to hide from it. But it also goes to like just regular kids being dicks to kids who are on that edge. Like most of these kids were on the edge and they finally just lost their shit and went up and shot a school. But like I think it goes to like how you treat people on an everyday basis. You don't know how you don't know what someone's going through. So someone could already be on the edge and you just go and treat them like shit or say something mean to them. They're like, fuck this. Fuck this guy. 
That's definitely a big thing. It's like, yes, there's a lot of like bad things that happen in the world, but it comes down to the we're, way that we're brought up, the way that we're treated, the way that we're not addressing we're the, love and like the core issue. Exactly. Like you can stop all this from a young age if you really think about it. If you like teach them it's okay, it's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. So like, why were there no shootings or incidents like this when we were younger? What is the difference? I'm not asking for a solution. I'm just like, I'm Social just having media. a conversation. Like, I'm just having a conversation. Because of the media, like, more, like, it started in the 90s, and that's when the internet came around. So you just have mm. more access to to knowledge but also on the internet there's a lot of fucked up shit that people everyone can hide behind a screen nowadays like i can say Mm -hmm. whatever i want to say to you but i don't have to say it to you yeah Yeah. you can hide behind the keyboard keyboard warriors yeah yeah well when i was i remember and we thought it was funny we thought it was ridiculous when there was a string of um bomb threats i guess uh our my junior year senior year Mm mm-hmm and it was the same fucking kid. You know, they not, go to a payphone. Not to stereotype, but the loner, he got picked on. White kid, uh, no friends, um, combat boots and the trench coat. And they got, you know, technology at the time, you know, just started catching up. And, and this kid eventually fucked up. He called from a from a payphone about half a mile from the school. <laughs> and before he hung up, the sheriffs were already on his ass. And it was, you know, we 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 saw no threat on it. We, you know, the, the alarm would ring and everybody would take their sweet-ass time walking to the football field. Yeah, I remember that. And... Uh, the meeting for us, the a bomb threat meant... You walk to the football field and you just and met out. in the middle of the football field and waited. Yep. That's how we did too. Where it's yeah. like, what what's gonna happen after we do this? We're gonna go back to living a normal life, like not something that just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's super upset mm-hmm. and they're gonna talk about it, but what are we gonna do about it? Yeah. And I wonder if they they actually dealt with this kid that was calling in the bomb threats. What so he got arrested. What did they do? Exactly. After it's not that. like, what do you want from him? It's like, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to talk to him? Or are you going to go to like, yeah. the extent yeah. level of and getting then, to know him? And back then in the 80s, like, what, what, what options were there? You know? yeah, he got, he we never got heard ex- from him again. Yeah, he probably got expelled, but he never had faced any consequences. I know for a fact he didn't go to a juvie. I know for a fact. He got expelled. Uh, he was old enough to drop out. He was 17 at the time. He probably never went back to school and in case closed you know he's not going to call any bomb threats but what if he said okay they're not taking me serious i walk in with a you know at the time it was a lot easier to get a shotgun or maybe a revolver you know especially it could have it could have gotten out of hand but and i'm you know i'm i'm part of that i i I used to laugh at it i'm like crazy fucker man you know it's not until Columbine that I was like, shit, man, the trench coat mafia. That that um, that these kids at the time were, you know, had access to guns now, high-powered rifles or 
or handguns that that really it it drove me nuts because at the time uh Maya was born or yeah he was born right 99 he was four mm-hmm. so you know my kids and having to think about that having to think that the kids were going to school and that that was already an epidemic you know that like you guys like you guys are talking about right now you know you guys had active shooter drills that's fucked up yeah like preparing for something that should never happen right right and which we is still like have them we're at all work. being like seven yeah, eight a, nine ten years work old too yeah and and like it's just normal and like the older like my older co-workers like oh stupid this is dumb and i'm like yeah i've just done this my whole life and at school is weird too because we had um there was like a chemical explosion one time okay so they added like chemical response drills like cover your eyes cover i don't don't know no they would like get us on a bus and ship us to a whole different school oh wow yeah. Get the hell out I of was here. not aware of this. Like the, <laughs> this is news like the, to me. Yeah, they took us the in elementary. In elementary, they took us to the high school. Yeah. On Bosque one time. I probably blocked it from my memory bank. <laughs> it was just like weird shit. Well, I have them. Um, I work from home. I'm a remote user, and I still have to have um, those type of drills because if we ever go to an on-site, like to an office. We have to know how to respond to those situations. And I, I'm like your older coworkers. I was like, oh my God, I work from home. Like, how could this, how is this ever going to happen? And they had to explain to us, well, if you ever come to like our Atlanta office or our Tennessee office, like what if it happens while you're here? Like you need to know how to, how to respond to it. But honestly, if you think about it, like at the moment, we're going to do the fight or flight. Well, that's what they that's what they train in all those things is like don't fight just run yeah and if you can't run hide yeah it, that, and if and you that's have crazy, to right? fight fight yeah it, it's crazy how they teach you all three options fight flight in my theory though if there's an active shooter didn't they go through the same exact training of how to get out of it than yeah, we did than we did you know what i mean yeah so and th- that's not their it objective. makes you sit down and think like they know what we're thinking i think they have like one of two objectives it's like i'm they gonna get back red. at i'm gonna get back at whoever whoever i need to get back at and or i'm just gonna try to get as many victims as i can that's how i'm gonna seek my revenge i feel like they just black out like you have to black out to do some evil shit like that like, mm-hmm. like you, you take somebody's life yeah you can't be coherent i don't i don't think i could be coherent if i did something like that like i would black out and then see everything and be like what i did that yeah but it goes back to mk's comment of like yeah we're addressing like how to react but we're not addressing how to be proactive about it how do we prevent this like is there a way to prevent it and don't get me wrong there was still crime when we were young when we were in in the 80s there was still crime there was gang fights like he can tell you stories about gang fights occurring in front of his house they were not that it was any better but they were knives bats hand fights you know and it doesn't mean that no one died because people did die they did like that's the honest truth but mass shootings like 
and it was all like gang against gang it wasn't like innocent people it really wasn't and like even <clears throat> yeah like growing up like being in different groups you're grown and you're a product of your own environment so mm-hmm. you only grow and know one thing so at the end of the day like Yes, it is their fault, but, like, how do you expect to teach someone something that they don't know? Like, they only know one thing, and that one thing is to defend whatever you're defending. And especially yeah. going back to, like, this, the internet thing is, like, most of those people are loners. They probably sat in front of a laptop or a computer for days, hours, and stumbled upon some sick shit. Yeah. And continued watching sick shit. And it takes them into a wormhole. And, and then one day woke up and was like, today's the day. Well, that's what the El Paso shooter did. That's exactly what he did. He heard this. You're ver- not a sane verbiage. person. Yeah, he heard this verbiage over and over and over to where it became his mantra. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to help the cause. I'm going to go in and I'm going to take as many brown people as I can. I'm going to find a place where there's a lot of brown people and I'm going to go and hit that. So that's not the, those aren't normal thoughts of a normal person. Like there is some mental illness. I get that. That's where I was going about to go. Like the mental illness of like, you don't have to go the route that you think you have to. But Sometimes there, you just need to talk to someone. But there's a lot of mentally ill people out there that aren't thinking about mass shooting anybody. So you can't just blame it on that. It's being self-aware, aware of what you're doing. Um, you, hey, I'm doing great today. Aware that you're doing great. Hey, mm-hmm. I messed up today and I messed up real bad. The, even though you messed up, to say that you messed up is being aware. Like but you understand where you're but coming you ha- from. Yeah. You have to have does that the mentally, support. Yeah. You have to have the support system of people telling you like when you're doing good and when you're doing bad. Yes. To know on your own, a coherent person will know. Yeah, I did a I good really job, or damn, I fucked up. And the people who don't have a don't know when they're doing wrong or right. doing bad. They just feel, and it's to good to that. feel, but you can't con- live your life on your feelings. You want to express your emotions, but also we're a very filtered community. Mm-hmm. Like you're allowed to feel whatever way you want, but you also have to take account that other people also have feelings. The way that you produce yourself, you want the same reciprocation mm-hmm. back. So if you want to be a shithead, you're gonna be you're gonna get the shitheadness yeah. back. But if you want to be a great person, good karma is gonna come to you, and I truly believe that. Like, it might not come today, tomorrow, it might come next month, but at some point, what you give will come back. And you mentioned earlier, I think I cut you off, but you mentioned earlier like blacking out. Have you had? an instance like that um like in a an adrenaline factor i think i was in middle school i was breaking up a fight and i was trying to get my two friends apart from each other and one of my friends punched me and i told her don't do that again like i promise you like we're all good now she punched me again the next thing that i remember i was halfway down the hallway of the next set of something being held up by a teacher (gasps) and it's like and i had hair in my hand I had her glasses in my other hand. I didn't know what happened, but I just knew that I was not in the moment and my adrenaline took over and 
you don't even you know what came happened. in a fight or flight like hey yeah. i'm gonna fight or i'm gonna flight i could run away from the situation or mm-hmm. i can stand up for myself and i think defending yourself is not bad you need to defend yourself you don't want to you want to be all peace love everyone yeah but sometimes ideally that's people the way suck. to be yeah no but i think when there's always those people that um push and push they and push, push your limits and they think how Be- fast can that button go <laughs> because yeah. they figure that you're you're not gonna react have you ever blacked out like that um yeah yeah when i was at rock 10 i yeah. did i did black out yeah one time and, and it's a uh, weird uncomfortable it, feeling because yeah. you're like what did i do in the last 10 seconds everyone yeah. could tell you what what happened you yeah. can see videos but you, you weren't there you and your remember. adrenaline was so high that mm-hmm. you're like, what happened? And that's wow. what happens when, when people think that they can talk shit, talk shit, talk shit. And then, mm. and then they're super surprised when uh, you react. Mm-hmm. And like, you're the asshole for, for Exactly. That's why I felt like so bad after. But I was like, I was just trying to push two people away that didn't need to be fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what... That's and then you what, get into it. That's yeah. what happens that a lot of people think that they can talk shit and do do shit to you and then they... Talk shit, get hit. Yeah, till, yeah. Till, till they get smacked in the mouth and they're like, you fucking asshole. And they're like, no, you had... You had so you had many pl- options. So, so many so options many. to shut, yeah. shut your fucking pie hole and decided to... Uh, to keep to not shut it to not shut it and then uh and then now you're the bad guy mm-hmm. because you you blanked out for about if you like you said 10 it, it, <laughs> 15 it's seconds, seconds. it's not even yeah. like seconds. minutes it's just yeah. like yeah. you're at one place you're at another not yeah. much has gone by i mean i'm just, not i'm not proud of it no just, like definitely just, not proud no, no. like yeah, just definitely. it's one of those things oh, it that happens just it's so fast and you don't understand and but that's the way like the human mind and human body yeah. can block you out from something yeah. you don't want to do yeah, but you're gonna do because you have to. Yeah, my yeah, my my cousin is a middle well was a middle school teacher. She's now teaching back to third grade, and she described something very similar to what you're saying. She said she was trying to break up two girls from fight two middle school girls from fighting, and the next thing you know, one of them it was accidentally like knocked her in the face and knocked her down, and she was out. And then she came to, and she's like, "Holy cow!" and the girl was like very apologetic and crying or whatever, but it was, I think, something like that. It was a moment like that where she, the girl must have blacked out and yeah. just, you know. And it's, but that's the way you can push a human to their breaking point. Like when you're in a mm-hmm. fight or flight, like you will put everything in, whether it's me, whether it's you, whatever is going on. That girl that I said stop, she probably didn't hear me. Yeah. Because she's so in the moment of what is going on in that exact moment. And then you didn't hear anything. Oh no, like no, I can't, honestly like can't hear I saw that. videos, I saw everything and just I didn't remember anything. Yeah. yeah. I walked to my next class and then I it got called down to the principal's office like yeah. an hour later. So you were a, a chola in, in <laughs> Pittsburgh. You're a hood rat chola. <laughs> hood rat. <laughs> <laughs> Mayo has tons of high school stories, but I'm I'm not gonna embarrass them by having yeah. them. Uh, I don't have any violent ones. I just no, no. They were always like you're always causing ruckus. But trouble knows my name. Uh, yeah. So switching it up now that um, you spent some time here in uh, in Chico, 
Because she was here in December, but I don't think she got the no, full experience. Yeah, she was here under, was like just a day. under the yeah. holiday. The holiday. <laughs> it's a twenty-four hour run. Holidays yeah. are a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, but now that you've been here, what's your take on the city? It's a beautiful city. It's a very calm. Um, you can find everything that you think you want. Um, we went to a scenery point. We went to bars. We went to restaurants. A dog park. He showed me like just there's. The peacefulness overall is very welcoming and opening. Very opening. chill. Yeah. What was your favorite of all that that you did? Like, what's been your best memory so far? Where did we go? Scenic. Oh, Chico Town. Scenic Drive? Scenic Drive, I think so. Yeah. It's like you're on top of the world for that one moment. Yeah. We took um, our nieces, our niece and her husband and daughter there also, and they really liked it. It was bad weather that time I mean, it, was super it was windy definitely and cold. windy definitely windy but yeah. i could see like i just like felt like the on top of the world mm-hmm. feel did you use the mm. binoculars or whatever they're called no i don't think we needed it like i i think i saw everything i wanted to yeah like waking up and seeing mountains every day and like seeing a great sunset every day is yeah. very peaceful and welcoming and i then, think we take it for granted right and then you have the op- the I mean the the foothills are we live in the foothills of the, the Franklin, of the Rocky, so yeah. so that's that's pretty nice to wake up every morning and, mm-hmm. and see the see the mountains mm-hmm. right there. Other than the electrical poles there, but <laughs> kind of ruin the view. But <laughs> we can't get rid of it. We can't get rid of it. We kind of need electricity. We need, we need the microwave. Yeah, we need the the yeah. <laughs> we gotta let it be. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to? discuss talk yeah any more crazy stories not really yeah at the moment not necessarily yeah. well yeah ready for your next adventure in I'm ready. oklahoma i have no idea what's in oklahoma but i'm just sure right i'll find now. something i think uh mayo keeps hyping it up and well he's in love with <laughs> oklahoma so. i mean it's fun the time we're gonna go because it's gonna be warmer lake yeah. season it's not hard to get, not hard to rent a lake out there and just hang out, or rent a boat out there and hang out at the lake. I feel like sun's very important wherever you go. That's why I, I love Pittsburgh. I will always love Pittsburgh, but <clears throat> like nine months out of the year, the sun wouldn't really shine. Yeah, and I feel like as a human, like you need the it. more vitamin D you get, the happier you are as yeah. a person. So. Yeah, today when we went to the winery, you guys were making fun of me. You're like, maybe you needed some vitamin D because no. my mood did get a lot better afterwards. It just makes you feel right? like it's a whole body experience. Yeah. yeah, I definitely did feel it. And Dallas isn't too far away, so. Well, but the bad thing is, like, are you going to be there in the summer? Probably. Maybe. I'm already, I'm, for once, I'm looking forward to a summer because, man, I've gotten he, really soft with the winter. He... Him and I suffer from hyperhidrosis. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> oh, she knows. The night she met me, it was still kind of warm in Phoenix, and man, I was yeah. dripping all over the we place. We break a sweat just by looking at the thermostat at seventy-five degrees. We're like, oh. that like swamp ass full time. No, <laughs> no. It's like full body. Whack. Swamp. In Oklahoma, swamp like body. by June, July. You walk out. You take a shower. You walk outside, and you're already sweating again. Yeah. Mm. I'll find something fun. I don't know what's there, yeah. but I'm just I'm very optimistic about wherever I go. Yeah. 
What's up? It's uh, pretty exciting. I know you're, you're going to start a, another chapter in your life in another state, in another part of the country. and uh, Starting from Pittsburgh to Arizona, it, I grew up a lot moving out at 18, so from like 18 to 23. You grow as a person living by yourself, buying your own stuff, having to pay your own bills, but then moving across the country away from everyone that could possibly help you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there to help if needed. And that's what I will always you have the support. love my support system. So like yeah. my grandma, my mom, my dad, like everyone's always been there. But then you start having to really feel looking out for yourself. Like you mm-hmm. looked out for yourself back there, but you knew everyone in town. No one's going to do yeah. anything. You don't know anyone coming to across the country. Right. So being aware, be seeing and meeting new people and meeting, seeing the good, seeing the bad, like feeling people out for like for a full body feeling is weird. Yeah. But it's super refreshing too, because it makes you think like, I think everyone should get out of their hometown for at least six months in their life. Yeah. Like this is not, and go far, like not like just, Oh, it's the next state over. Like, no, go far. Yeah. Go see what the other cultures are like, like go see what they do. I never knew anything about the music, the food, the everything out here. Mm -hmm. Like visiting is one thing. Living is another. It's almost like another country, right? Like it is. You're exposed to, did you move out by choice? I did. Or was it expected of you? Like you're 18, you need to go do your own thing. When I was 18, I was like, I was looking at apartments, I was looking at houses, and I was like, I could move into an apartment that I could throw my money in a funnel, mm-hmm. or I could, so my communion money, my graduation money from high school, everything that I've gathered over the years, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough for a down payment of a house. Wow. So it was like, just enough, like, you are not going to drive anywhere to your next paycheck, but... You have somewhere to sleep. Not a bed, but somewhere to sleep. Yeah. You have a roof over your head. And it was cool. It's yeah. pretty smart. It made, like, and it was cool because my dad was a contractor and I worked with him for four years. So, like, being able to do drywall and painting and tile. Yeah. We reconstructed my house for a very reasonable Minimal. price. Mm-hmm. And I'll thank him forever. Like, I've always wanted to build my own house. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, you did. And you did. And then you did. Yeah. yeah. My kitchen ceiling was falling through. That was my favorite part. I was like, wow, you ain't going to last long. <laughs> so I put a wood ceiling on that one. I was like, nice. That's awesome. That is so cool. That is That's awesome. impressive. Um, so your rent, you still own your home, right? You're just renting mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. So for the time being, it's just kind of vacant. Um, it just... I still have my stuff there. I still need to go back and uh, figure some things out. I think I'll rent it out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know my end game. I don't think selling it's in it. Yeah. Just if I can keep an asset, assets are the most important things in life. It's something under your belt that, yeah, you're worrying about, but you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about now. Like I'm still paying for it, but it's a structure that's, I can say it's mine. Right. Yeah. That's good. Very good. It's impressive. And you're 24, mm. and you're already a homeowner. Oh. <sighs> the oldest 25. My back hurts. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a viejita, man. <laughs> you're a viejita. And the, uh, well, what do we have? That's about it, no? We want to yeah. thank you guys for uh, 
for joining us and for sharing, joining your, us and sharing, sharing your sharing your stories. story and also like your perspective. This is super cool. I like this. Uh, it's fresh to to listen to the young the young perspective on on, on things and uh, the stories and uh, really appreciate you guys uh, sitting down and recording joining on this us. podcast and joining us. Thank you for having us. What's going to be our outro song? Well, Thank you. It's going to be a little surprise. So, um, <laughs> any, any shout outs? But shout out. Where we do? Sh- we always do, we, do shout outs at the we, end. Where can we? Where can people find us? We better? should do a final thought. Okay. Ron All right. Robin, final final thought. Thought. Okay. Okay. Round robin. Oh, your corporate speaks coming out. Yeah. Round robin. Ketchup should what? not That's be put all over fries. It should be put <laughs> on the side. That's why I always turn my side. mic off. It's a team's habit. It's a team's that you always have to mute yourself. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Uh, my final thought. Let's see. You're the one that came up with it, right? Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Start with yours. You, think you, about have a, it. you have a final thought? Wow. Yeah, I have a final okay. thought. Get some vitamin D, and we're talking about the sun. Oh, <laughs> when you guys were when you guys we're talking about the vitamin D I'm like guys, you, you guys need to rephrase that because you guys are fucking nasty <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is that, kind that kind of a podcast, podcast. That's, your, that's your motto every time it's not that kind of a podcast <laughs> I guess my final thought is on the Cowboys like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no you're gonna go. go there uh, great season um, could have been better they need to get rid of Dak and just get rid of everyone and start fresh, suck for a few years, get better. I don't think I'm I, I don't think I'm young enough to suck for a few years. They need to win a Super Bowl yeah. before I die. No, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be like Cubs fans and I'll be eighty when the Cowboys win a Super Bowl again. Probably. And then I'll die like a couple years later or some shit. I don't know, but that's my final thought. Well, right. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Michaela, okay. your final thoughts. Thanks, Mackenzie. You're my great friend. That's all. <laughs> Mackenzie sounds bueno how about you but where can they find us where can they find these motherfuckers right here Chico underscore Chico. what you're cutting me off sorry no you're Jeez. good Chico 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 I've had too much bourbon or whiskey or whatever uh, Chico underscore cheese me. Mm. what's your final thought my final thought is uh, I you know, having gone through what happened this week here in the city, um, that life's too short. Don't don't take anything for granted. Again, it, I mean, it's all cliche. But um, just if you have to be strict with uh, with some people, be strict with some people. Like your kids? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> that that's, that's just my final thought. Um, corporate punishment is okay. Corporate punishment is okay. Um <laughs> I think the city, the city right now, the city of El Paso, Texas, needs uh, una limpia, un huevo, because we, uh, after, after that son of a bitch showed up to the, the, the he who, he who should not be named, mm-hmm. showed up, um, and kind of put a curse over the city, and, uh, and we've had nothing but a rash of country, shit, though. man, and, um, just um, like I always tell my kids and my nieces, hit on a swivel, man. Every everywhere you go, keep aware of your surroundings. Don't uh, don't, don't take for anything granted. for granted. Don't 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 think that it can't happen to you. It, it, it 
could happen to you. And that goes for everybody, not just here here in the city or my nieces or my kids. Uh, hit on the swivel. It could, it could happen to you. Just be ready. Carry a pen, tactical. You know, carry something tactical, man. Um, oh, that's kind of sad that you have to say that. I, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, that it's a new world. That way, you know? It's a new world. It's the world we live in. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, my beautiful co-host said, um, follows on uh, Instagram, Chuko underscore Cheeseme underscore podcast. It's on Twitter. Well, the minute I uh, upload the episode on uh, Spotify, I I download it to Twitter. And on Twitter, it's still Chuko Cheeseme podcast um what else what else shout out to my boys in uh chevlon butte keep making them spin (laughs) (laughs) shout out to all the the oil oil burners although no your mic's not off you turned it off shout out to all the oil burners out there Mm. Keeping the keeping the lights on on those um, Teslas with all the diesel engines. Shout out! Shout out to all those Excel spreadsheet people. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the dog that sleeps all day. Thank you. Uh, you shout out to Nugget. Seven out of ten. Seven point five. Yeah, she. Miso, I love you, Miso. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the. Thanks again to all the listeners. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for uh, your support. The endowment of uh, Frank with the C. Frank with us, he's always yeah, a he's supporter. A, he's a financial supporter. supporter. He's a financial <laughs> supporter of the podcast. Uh, he's always worried about the equipment. What do we need? Echales nalgas peludas. Echales nalgas peludas. R.I.P. to my brother. Um, shout out to all my to my kids. All my kids. Ay, Ay wey, pues oh, wait, Oh, fuck. No, two kids. That was just two. And uh, to my siblings, to my family members, to... Uh, all the people that uh, around the around the globe to listen to Chuco Chisme, thank you so much, man. It means a lot. Very humbling. Michaela, Mayo, thank you so much. Finally, for thank for yep. joining us. No thank you guys for having us. All right, and with that. Mm. Hope you guys enjoy this one. This is a. Uh, for the King Cow Park, Palaverga. You said go on beyond the blue neon, cause I'm as gone as a girl can get. Out of the blue clear sky, you'd gotten good at goodbye. What do you say to that? Well, if I know me, I'll end up drinking champagne With Fort Worth never crossing my mind When I reach Marina Del Rey, this cowboy's riding away And I'll just take it one night at a time What's going on?